So ready or not, here we go. I always say that, ready or not. Ah! <laughs> this is Sharon Lee Zapato, um, podcast host for, <clears throat> excuse me, Middle Finger Happiness, Work Hard, Live Well, Don't Fuck With Me. That's the same title of my book that's on Amazon. And uh, that's where the podcast was inspired off of the book. And there's two other books, uh, Don't Be a Shithead. No, it's A New Day, Don't Be a Shithead. And the little book of Startup Inspiration, all on Amazon. Um, and now that I got all that out of the way, I'm, I'm just thrilled. I have a guest here that I cannot wait to introduce. So here we are on Sunday. This is the second podcast I do. I did the other one with um, Marissa and Connie we're this morning. Early yeah, we're <laughs> early bird. We were here at 7 a.m. Um, the name of that podcast is the fucking queen is dead so gotta go check that one on it's great just the three of us i don't think we'll have guests because there's three women talking (laughs) but um who do i have here today well my name is laura ramirez and i am a career educator counselor Mm -hmm. and i'm just super excited to be part of your podcast and she's so pretty to look at you're so sweet i you know i was we were chatting before the podcast started and i was just thinking where did we meet where did we actually met? Well, like, we met through social media, and no, actually, no, we met in person. I met you yeah. at Boss Babes at Green Street. That was last summer. Yes. Oh wow, uh, that was I a fun was, event. Yeah. So I met a, a couple of cool women there, and you mm-hmm. were one of them. Thank you. But uh, I think your book, reading your book, I did buy your. Book. That was the first one, the little book, the little book of startup inspiration. Twenty lessons are on the hard way. Damn it, from the most outrageous year of entrepreneurial life. And so. That book hooked me on your writing. Really? I really enjoyed it. I was uh, Thank you. wanting to become an entrepreneur, and that's what grabbed my attention was your title. But then I spoke to you. You were really cool. You were wearing a Ninja Turtle shirt, so I thought that was even cooler. <laughs> That's my favorite T-shirt. My friend's always like, you always wear that shirt. I'm like, because I own it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you looked awesome I was like, it. thank you. I was like, my little Ninja Turtle shirt. And so that grabbed my attention. I thought, well, she's really cool. She's an author. Yeah, she's wearing this cool T-shirt. <laughs> So I got the book. I was Thank with a friend you. of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Blanca Beltran. I love Blanca. Yes, she's she's awesome. beautiful and yes. strong. You know what? She needs to be on the podcast. I got to write her down. <laughs> I am Blanca. I'm calling you out. I had to put Blanca on here as a guest. Yeah, I've been wanting. Be awesome, she's awesome amazing. Guest. She's very super inspiring, just like you. Thank you. And yeah, she she's... she introduced you to me, and mm. we met. We talked a little bit. I you remember now. Autographed my book, which I still have. Oh. I loaned it out, and I'm like, give it back to me because it has an autograph. Dude, I never loan books out. You know why? I, I never get them back. Exactly. But you but got the book back. I got the book. You back. were like the librarian. I was. I was like, you owe me this book. <laughs> So I got the book back. Awesome. Uh, I was excited to get it back because you had it autographed it to me. So I'm going to buy that same friend that I loaned it to. I'm buying her book today. Okay, so you're going to autograph the shithead book. Yes, it's a new the day. New one. And it's funny because um, it's a new day. Don't be a shithead. Mm-hmm. The very, uh, you can go to the very last chapter. That's the boom. I always say, well, I'm breaking the ice, but it's the chapter why the book was made the title. But what I did is I took all the memes that I put out there for, for a long time mm-hmm. and underneath it is like four sentences how I came up with the meme. So you're like, well, how did she come up with that quote? There's a reason. There's a reason why that came up. So yeah, and yeah. I just think they're totally fun. Thank I love you. the book. Sometimes I'll be reading it and I come downstairs and I tell my daughter, hey, listen to this. <laughs> and so I read her the page in the book and well, we she laugh. Said, how old oh, is your daughter? My, I have a 20-year-old. Oh, so she's, oh yeah, she yeah. can totally get it. No, she these totally are, loves it. Oh. She has that also sense of humor as well so she totally loves it's a little snarky writing. it is and then i can be like unsnarky it. when yeah. when i need to be because i was on your show you have a co-host show yeah. oh tell everybody what you have on your the name of your podcast that you guys i need a podcast mm-hmm. and it airs once a week and we have uh artists local artists we like to spotlight local artists authors 
anybody in leadership. Uh, game really, changers. Yes, game changers in the Latino community specifically. Yes. So we're looking for that. In I the was so podcast. honored y'all in there. So, so when is that one coming? Because I is every pretty... Monday a different podcast is released. But you guys, your podcast is going to be released probably. If it's not this Monday, I think it'll be next Monday. I think she, they told us the end of August. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's fine. Be next Monday. Awesome. Yeah. <gasps> so it'll be coming out. Oh, and I'm nervous. Of course, you'll be tagged in that. Okay. Yeah, you did great. And you did really well, you know, just uh, did it, no keeping edits. out the F-bomb. You left it out. You said F this, you know, as or opposed fuck. to just saying Say tough. fuck, because yeah. I was saying on this show we can, <laughs> but I was realizing this is my show. Um, that was yes. a little more... Um, I guess toned down. It's, it was. Yeah. I was really, you're going to laugh the whole time because, you know, I, I was sitting in the middle and then you were on my left and then Liz was on, Liz was on my right, right and then your producer was in the front with Matt. his mat with all the buttons and, yeah. you know, and the screens and, and the screens and it's like my toes were curled. I can't believe I like that. Like cur- curly toe shoes. They were curled because I was thinking, I gotta, I have to be good. I can't say a bad word. I was thinking that the whole time. It was like the whole time. You did really well, well Thank though. you. Well, I um, am excited because you have a new opportunity and um, you are, and we're, I'm really going to go back a little bit. So you are a counselor. You have yes. your master's in education and counseling. Let us know what drew you to that I want to know how you became a counselor what drew you to that um, field and then where do you counsel and then we're going to go into like some of the things that you've seen in schools okay. so what what made you want to be a counselor so uh, I was a teacher for a few years and and being a teacher you're also somewhat of a counselor a pseudo counselor because you yeah. you're the first person that kids come to they trust you especially if they trust you they like you they'll tell you things you know mm-hmm. that have happened at home and some of them are shocking uh, of course you know imagine. the world we live in today really how old were you I was an I was an elementary school teacher so uh, first grades the grades I taught were second third and fourth grade Okay. So I had them. I had the students really young. They oh. were very, uh, you know, kids at that age. They they like they like their teachers still. <laughs> they do still not like middle school. No, you middle know, school, you're like, they oh. have a love hate relationship with their teachers. But it it was just uh, you know talking to the students and and they would tell me things and I thought I want to do more than just talk to them. I want to help them. I want to be able to help people. I've I've always enjoyed that. I enjoy listening to people's background. I'm a firm believer that. We're a product of our upbringing, you know, Mm -hmm. we're a product of what we learned and what we saw as a child, but we also have the power to change that. You know, it's funny you you mentioned that I read somewhere and I can't remember where, but I repeated this, then that's why early childhood development is so important. Those first seven years, Mm -hmm. that prefrontal cortex of your brain, the part that it's plasticity, it can change, but it's hard as shit to change it when it's been damaged with negativity or bad things so why is it that those first seven years are important not just that but what other what other things can um, influence it just the input I think you know societal inputs that that you just gain throughout your your life you're told what you can and can't do what you can and can't say and if you think about it we should be like children that are that are young you know we should have I mean we should have some type of filter but as young children you don't have a filter you're very curious about everything mm-hmm. and I think curiosity is what moves us it moves us to become better it moves us to learn new things being mm-hmm. lifelong learners you know you and I especially yes. we like learning we like learning we, and not all people do no I think I find that so weird I do too because I guess you and I even just in talking this short time and, and knowing you 
you you're constantly you know changing and like learning i can't get enough information neither can i and i love I it lo- well i love that energy about you so i have a question for you mm-hmm. since you're a counselor so i have an 11 year old okay oh lord that's a fun age because you're going into a great age i sure am age. you know and yesterday we had we had a discussion and i dropped some f-bombs and he just had to he had to have some tough love and he got grounded for no iphone until the next day oh, wow. um just you know when you just they had to ask him to do something literally 10 times and very calmly. And then my husband's like, do you have to talk like a thug to him? And I'm like, but it, but it worked. And then I went in the bedroom we sat down and I said, Hey, listen, I am sorry. We just talked about this in the last podcast. I don't like to talk to you this way, but what the, but hello, you know, are you listening? And he's, yeah, I'm sorry too, mom. And so we apologize. So we have this good relationship because I was just that mean person just make you feel bad you know cursing at you that's wrong but when you start expressing yourself and then you go back and tell them why you tell you know that's it's different yeah. and you know what i do the same thing oh really i, I have two kids i have a 20 year old and i have a 16 year old okay and i do the same thing the tough love is because we want them to do better we expect better yeah we want them to i guess do better than what we probably did at that age right so we do offer tough love and you know, I always tell my daughter, because she, she'll ask me things, what, what do you think about this, Mom? And I'm like, I think this. And she's like, are you telling me the truth? I said, uh, I'm the person that's going to tell you the truth. I don't care if it's harsh or not, because I want it to be... Right. I'd rather tell Instead you than something in the world. Exactly. Right, right. Like, don't sugarcoat don't, things. No, 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 no. So that's... To me, that's tough love, but at the same time, you did the exact... You did the right thing. You right. went back and you explained why you use those words and why, why I did it yeah it and it's so funny because when I picked him up from school because well fifth grade we just well, school was out well not even three months ago but I would pick him up and how was your day and some days he'd be like, oh today we you know we did this it was a lot of fun or we did that you know and then some days hey so how was how was your school you know Carl Carl's an asshole let me tell you what Carl did I'm like oh I remember Carl the asshole and so we start talking and he's able to just open up and express himself in the car with me now would he talk like that in front of other people no but he feels safe right you're that safe zone and that's the perfect way to 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 do it yes (laughs) he's he's gotta talk that way so i would never like don't talk like that now of course he's not going to talk like that to his grandparents or anything like that so so you became a counselor to help and when you say help how is it that you help i mean i know what a counselor is but what else do you do besides let me go back a little bit too. Uh, before I became a teacher, I was a, a caseworker for CPS. Oh, and that, very good. So I went through the whole training. I did it. I was there for about a year. And what I realized is it's a band-aid. You know, it's a, it's a, a part of our you know state government that we have to have because mm-hmm. it protects children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also investigates just to make sure that, you know, it's right or wrong. So I did that for about a year or if it's unfounded or not. So I did that for about a year, and what I found was it was a band-aid. It's a temporary mm-hmm. solution to a deeper wound. And It is, it, where we, it is where I explained to you about the stuff that we're going through right. that I really can't talk about legally. Exactly. But, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, and you hear so much, and you, you <sighs> see, you know, small children um, that are truly abused. Sometimes it doesn't happen, you know, but sometimes it does. And so it was a band-aid. And so shortly after that, mm. it, it was very, very stressful. It's a very, and my hats go off to anybody who's been doing it for a very long time. Mm. But 
I saw it as a band-aid and I thought I want to I want to do something positive you know in the same aspect so I became a teacher I don't know if that was going to be positive or not but I thought it was kind of cool I thought why not so I'm going to go from CPS to teaching yes okay. exactly which okay. is a weird job okay okay but uh, I had a, a friend who also did it with me so we went we did it at the same time we got our certification became teachers and as I mentioned before I was in the classroom and once again I was back into you know learning about students and their background and where they come from then I would meet their parents and I'm like oh okay this makes sense connecting the dots yes exactly so then I thought you know what I want to be a counselor so I went and got a counseling degree I didn't use it for a long time I went into different routes of education but now I'm back, and, and I was given this opportunity, as you mentioned before, to become a counselor. So I'm a middle school counselor. And we're not going to say what school, because That's it's a grown-up right. school. This is a grown-up school, grown-up podcast. Right. But um, I, I'm so glad that you're there, because anybody who comes near you is going to sense that positivity and that understanding. And you just let people, you, you allow people to open up. I do. So I feel you, it's a gift. Were, were you yeah. always that way? Were you always... Um, I don't know because it wasn't until, you know, probably around that time that I started realizing that I enjoyed doing that. Before that, I was kind of trying to feel my way around things. I was in my 20s and, mm. you know, nothing makes sense to you when you're no, in your 20s. No, you're in your 20s, nothing, you know, you're, oh, everything's <laughs> fucked up. Or exactly. sometimes, well, no, I take it back. You know, like my husband, he, he knew what he wanted to do. Right. There's some people that come out of the womb, they knew I wanted to be an engineer. I'm going to be an engineer exactly. and go to school. Da, 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 da. There's some people like that. I want to be a doctor. But and they become, say, isn't he like a rocket scientist? Yeah, so, so he, he's, a, yeah, he's, but he's a cool guy, yeah, but his still. His thinking is a little bit more advanced. Oh, yeah, others. oh, yeah. <laughs> my mom, like, you know. Do you remember Woody Woodpecker, the old cartoon? Right. That's me. Did, 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 did. Yeah. You know, that's me. I'm just like, or Bugs Bunny. Right. Yeah, I'm a combination of those two. Well, so am I. And I think that's why you and I get along so great. <laughs> so, but you know, thinking about back when you and I were in our in 20s, 20s, we, we didn't have, know. No. We had no clue. So, you know, I, I even like to think about it now. I'm in my 40s, mid 40s. Mm-hmm. And I think I like my age now. Because yes, don't you? I love my age, fifty-five, and and not that I even look it, but just the fact that number. We should say level. I'm at level fifty-five. You know, I'm at level fifty-five on the video game. I'm past y'all up, motherfuckers. You struggle, but you made it. (laughs) But you know, and and you think about it, if you hopefully make good decisions along with the bad ones, but you're leaning more toward the good ones, or what, or you lean more toward the good things from the bad decisions. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So when you decided, okay, I'm going to be a teacher, that was in your 20s? or yeah, after I was in my 20s. Okay, and yeah, then... Uh, mid to late 20s, I was a teacher. And then after that, in your 30s, you became a counselor? Then I went and I got a counseling degree. Okay. I didn't use it for several years. I went into different uh, aspects. I Okay, so craziness. I got a counseling degree. That was my passion. I wanted to do it. I loved it. I don't know where I got sidetracked, but I went and got another degree in administration so I have a master's in administration too and I took that route okay and I did it for several years and but at the same time I was still using the counseling role because you know everything comes Mm -hmm. back to counseling you're somebody's counselor and I did a little bit of marriage and family counseling too Mm -hmm. during my uh, practicum for my counseling so I kind of have that experience I did did, uh, counsel adults at the time about anything from relationships to just any and, type of And counseling. I have to tell everybody, she's got a cool tattoo sleeve on her arm. So Thank this you. is a cool <laughs> woman here. I was like, yeah, you were my counselor. And I saw that. I'll be like, yes, I'm talking to and you. And actually, you can uh, see this one, but I probably have about 10 tattoos. I love tattoos. Well, I'm, I want to get one here to cover these I little brown spots. Really neat. I want to. <laughs> um, koi. That, I love the koi because it signifies peace. 
Okay. And uh, every color means something. That is in the Japanese um, culture. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a, well, peace or, the, or strength because they've also it's, been known well, to claw wall, claw, they all climb signify, walls. It depends on the koi, what color of koi you're looking at. Really? Yeah, Ooh, I gotta jot that koi, down. And I believe that one signifies strength. So the colors for koi fish. Yeah, look, I, I don't have, I, I would be lying to you if I could tell you exactly what color. We're getting way off track, guys. Yeah, I know we were talking about counselors, so I'm gonna that. go back. We went from tattoos to the koi fish exactly. to this. Okay. But so, you know what? If you think about koi, it signifies what part you are in your life too. If you're gonna if you're gonna get the color of koi that signifies strength, then that you're color. in a part of your life. Like we were just talking right now, you know, 55 is a great age. I'm gonna be 45. Yes, and next it's not week. even the old age. You know, when right. people see, uh, I mean, I'm like level 55. Level 55. <laughs> level 55. That sounds like a movie or something, but yeah, yeah um, it's not old. It, it's when when you get there, you're gonna be like, I still feel 30. Or I still feel right. 40. I still feel. It's just it's a number, exactly. and it's not. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, we're half the age, but yeah, it's weird. It's really yeah. such a weird thing, and I, I really like meeting older people that don't look older that still act young um young at heart young at heart young at heart yay so i want to go into your counseling for middle school okay so uh some of the things and i jotted down a couple of things because i was thinking Mm, about it because school's starting guys school starting this is a perfect podcast yes and kids are they have anxieties you know, I saw it in young kids when I was in the elementary age oh my group. God. And it's starting younger, and I think one of the, the things that we see in schools as educators is testing anxiety. I hate tests. Yes. They're horrible. As adults, we hate them. But think about it. Kids are testing nowadays at an earlier age. They have a state accountability test starting in third grade. Yes. And you know that. Your son's been through that. Yes. The star and yes. then the... All kinds of tests. So, they so give them all kinds of uh, writing and and reading and the star has you know oh gosh but there's also you know tests you take prior to the test to practice for the test so it's testing 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 so i saw a lot of testing anxiety come about and what does that look like to somebody that doesn't it it manifests different ways it could be you know students don't want to come to school anymore they just can't get up and it it starts to look a little bit like adult depression Um, they just don't want to come to school they avoid coming on a test day and everybody knows when the test day is because they have a certain date. You know, we didn't have that when I was going. I mean, you we had didn't. a test. I remember getting a spelling test on Friday. Yeah. You got your vocabulary words. It was and a little you, test. It was a little it, test. It wasn't going to make or break you. you it was no. There was bubble in. I think yeah. I saw the bubble in for the for the English, but not like right. this. It's, so they have, you know, starting in third grade. If you think about it, most of the students in third grade are between eight and nine years old. That's too eight fucking young. Oh. And you don't want to come to school. So then fast forward to testing day. Testing day, students are throwing up in classroom. In the classroom, uh, we have that would happen a lot because they would get so nervous that they were going to have to take a test that was going to determine if they were going to have to do summer school or not. You just hit a trigger for me. So I wrote in my book, Middle Finger Happiness, I threw up a lot because there's so much anxiety in my home from my mom that was abusing me that um, and, and nobody would believe me. It's always like, no, that's not happening. So going to school, throwing up, going to school, that was a common thing, and I hated that. So I'm glad you touched on that. You've brought that, you know, I've mm-hmm. read that in your books and listened to your podcast, and, you know, it's not just testing anxiety. If you think about it, an eight-year-old comes can come to school, have testing anxiety, but they're dealing with stuff at home, too. Oh, hell yeah. So now it's a compounded effect. So it's the testing in addition to anything that may have happened at school at, oh, at home yeah. so now you're dealing with a big a double whammy of, a yes, plethora yeah exactly. of difference a double whammy triple whammy just exactly. depending and then the the 
kids nowadays um, can be so cruel. Some of it's funny because we're older, but and I, I, I'm glad I'm raising this. Well, both my kids are smart and a little bit savvy and a little smarty-ass, but I know Zachary had an incident last year where a girl came up to him on the playground and told him he was ugly. And his reply was, Anne? That's a good reply. It was like, Anne? Even as adults, we should answer We that. should just be like, Anne? And she just, she didn't know what to say. Right. She walked off. But he got that from me because he's heard me tell somebody that, Anne. <laughs> and so that was a good combat. We should have classes to equip the kids. I think that's perfect. I think we should have classes to equip adults. Because Heck a lot y'all. of adults can't say Anne and walk away. You know, it's and just Anne? Okay. I'm going to say Anne. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So if you think about it, you know, going back to even kids older, and, and the way I like to see it is 8-year-old, uh, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 18-year-old, 28-year-old, we're all the same. Oh, yeah. We're that inner child, bodies. we're just bigger bodies. Exactly. That inner child is still back there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, you know, there's a lot of things that people are dealing with. And a couple of things that I was thinking about was PTSD. It's huge. Post-traumatic oh, stress disorder. Yes. And you think about it, you hear a lot about it, you know, people who have been victims of crime or, or you know, PTSD people coming back from, adults coming back right. from different, you know, serving in different branches of the military. But if you think about it in children, they're dealing with PTSD from, you know, just the neighborhoods they live in, depending on, you know, how rough they are. Mm-hmm. What have they seen in such a young, at such a young age? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, they're bringing that too. And one of... You know what? I never thought about yeah. that. I saw my cousin get run over. And how old were you? I was probably in second grade. Yeah, so you were seven, eight years old. Oh, yeah. And she got up and walked in the house because my uncle was drunk. He didn't even know he ran over his kid. Isn't that crazy? And that was like, everybody's laughing. And I was like, this is so fucked up. Right. We didn't realize how bad. Looking back now, that's horrible. Yeah. A lot of. A lot but for of, us, that was normal. It's like normal. Me too. I saw a lot why, of why, why is that? What is that? Like, and then you're like, wait a minute. That's not normal. Right. That's you're what like, I that, see. That that's crazy. That is just, really. Yeah. <laughs> but you think about it when you're older, you're like, you know, that was really. That would have made the newspaper. Yes. Nobody called the cops. They were like, get the barbecue. Yeah. Did you get the charcoal? Hey, get out of the way. I mean, it was just like a. Normal. It was normal. It just, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Yeah, that is PTSD. We even think about it now. Okay. And you think about it later as an adult, and you're like, that that was pretty fucked up. How did that happen? Or how did we, you know, like you said, nobody, there was no That was just the the society and culture, which actually is the category for my my podcast is under society and culture. Um, It's just crazy. Yeah, it is. mixed up. So you think about all that. You don't know what, you know, you you witness that as a a young, as a child. But you don't know some of the other things that have taken place and where people live and, you know, just mm. family culture. Like you said, it's it's normal sometimes. You know, growing up in the Latino community, sometimes some things that are not normal to other people are normal to, to us. us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And they're like, no, they're not. So, yeah. so you've got anxiety and PTSD in PTSD young children. PTSD causes anxiety. You know, you see more children coming in with anxiety issues. You know, they come in, they're... They have testing anxiety. They have anxiety because something happened that morning at home. And their cortisone levels are higher. Mm-hmm. Do you see them a little bit more uh, with a little more weight on them than they should? Or well, is it the opposite? That's prevalent too. If you think about it, their laws have been changed uh, for school lunches. You know, we're not allowed to serve certain things at, at school. We're not allowed to have cupcakes on certain days because of the obesity issue right. in schools. So you think about it, yes, more of our students are you know, obese on the obese scale. And now that you put, if you put those two together, I'm sure you'll find some type of 
you know, relationship. Yeah, they do, do the research and connect the yeah, dots on that. Oh, that would wow. be something good to, to look at. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Wow, I didn't th- well, yeah, yeah, think about that. So how do you guys coach or counsel somebody well, that's a, it's a baby? To me, that's a, it's a young kid. That's, yes, and if you think about it, middle school age kids are between 12 and 14, 15 mm-hmm, years old, depending mm-hmm. on, you know, their circumstances or when they entered school and all. But as a school counselor, our job is to see them make sure that they're doing okay immediately and then refer them out and what do you how do you do that what are your steps to do that when you say they'll come in uh either we get a report or they'll come in and and give us some information or they'll share something with like their favorite teacher and the teacher will come in and and talk with us but we usually we see them right away uh, and just figure out is everything you know what's going on what's the situation what's the problem sometimes it's ptsd sometimes it's self-esteem issues uh, yeah. We see a lot of depression, and also sometimes it's cyberbullying. A lot of kids oh. will come in; they'll report bullying, you know, face to face in person. But nowadays, it's happening more that it's. Dude, I'm getting that, and I'm an adult. Yeah. So we're talking about and it's and millions. Think about the anxiety or the oh. frustrations that it causes, and then you're seeing that as a kid too. And you don't know. You yeah. don't know how to talk to anybody, and especially if your parents aren't tech savvy savvy I'm just gonna speak Spanish but the, if you're not technologically savvy about so how can how can Jorge explain to his mom that this is happening to him on the Xbox or on on a chat exactly or they get a message that's a blocked message and you still open it and you see it and it's on there and they're telling you you know you're ugly go kill yourself or whatever the case is you mm-hmm. know that's it's hurtful they're hurtful words and they're written man you need somebody to go in there and tell the kids without cussing but to let them know that i mean yes they're just words but words you know conversations can kill they really can they're and if you like you said you don't have the support from family or guardians Mm. that are there to tell you you know what that doesn't matter it's okay to say and you know, it's and? okay to say that. Yeah, you and? Like, like, yeah. And? And? What do you mean? What are you going to do about it? Like, and? Just me. Just, it was yeah. just and? That, take that to school. Exactly. Yeah. I and? like the and. And? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you think about that. They don't have the support. They don't have, like you said, they don't They're have tools. Parents. Yes. We need to create a toolkit to, for yeah. the kids to get um, smarter and stronger and not put up with the bullshit. Exactly. Because there's always people that just want to be, you know, mean. They're just bullies. And yeah. yeah. That's, oh. they, they hear that at home. They come from a situation like that. And then they bring that, they inflict that on other That'll jack, children. That will jack you people. up. Yeah, that'll jack you it. up in Hurting your head. people hurt people. Oh, uh, yeah. John Maxwell. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I, I know. I've heard that one. I love his books. Uh, yeah, that's so true. So there's another one. When Bobby has a problem with everyone, Bobby has a problem. So Exactly. You know, yeah. it's that person that always seems to have a problem with everyone. It's them that they, they have the problem. They have a true problem. So how do you help remedy the situation with the parents? How do you get them involved with, or do you get the parents involved? We do. Uh, we're supposed to notify parents that, you know, we've talked to their children, there's a situation going on. A lot of times, you know, as a counselor, you have that code of ethics where you keep things confidential. But of course, when you meet it, when you first talk to a child, you let them know that if they're a danger to themselves or to someone else, you do have to report that, whether it's to the authorities or to their parents. Okay. We have that ethical responsibility to do that as a counselor, and that's in any field, you know, whether it's marriage and family counseling. Kind of like a lawyer. Yeah. We have that ethical perspective from that so we do let them know but we do contact the parents you know the parents have a choice to either become involved and want to do they usually do they usually come involved have you had parents yes 
uh, sometimes we can't get a hold of parents or sometimes the parent just doesn't want to be bothered. And unfortunately, you know, that happens sometimes. Oh, I've seen that at school so many times. I mean, that happens everywhere in life. People just don't want to be bothered, so they disconnect, if you think about it. Oh, I like this one. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. I hate when people do that. I'm good. good. No, no, you're not good. Yeah. You're stupid, but, you know. Right, you're not good, which is why we're contacting you, and there's something going on, and you need to fix it. So it's... It doesn't happen that often, but it happens more often than you'd like to hear it happen. Man. So think about that. Think about the societal. So when school starts, because school starts you in your school we district. We started already. Already. Uh-huh. So you've been there a week? Yes. Oh, well, we've been there three full days. Three full days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ours starts the 26th, which is one more coming week. Up. I'm coming yeah. up. Give your Give our listeners, like, some tips that they can do for to prepare their kids. If they do, you know, have a bully, if they do, if cyber, well, let's start with this, how to prepare for the anxiety because you're going back to school Definitely. Um, and then how to, so one or two tips because it's the first week, what can parents expect, you know, and how, how they can help their kids. Okay. So just starting school, first of all, and, and this is any age because I, as I mentioned, I have a high schooler, I have a 16 year old. They need to start going to bed earlier. Yes. Sleep is so important. And I know that a lot of kids, my son included, my even my 20-year-old, they don't sleep enough. They think that no. you go to bed super late and you your alarm goes off and you wake up and you go, but you haven't rested. No. Sleep is, is does so much for a bo- for the body. You oh, know, yeah. ha- cortisol levels. I'm speaking about that. I'm in bed by 930. Yeah. Now, I'm in bed relaxing at 930. I right. still may be doing a putting around on Netflix by 10, but I'm done. Yeah, like you just, just like you do something that really you don't have to focus much on. Like yeah, yeah. Needs to start winding down. You're right, because so, and I need my sleep. Yeah, everybody needs their sleep. And kids, a lot of times they think, oh well, I can do it. I can wake up. Yes, you probably can. But the fact is, is that it's 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 putting more stress on your body. Oh, and your brain needs yes. that rest. Yes, you need to disconnect and disconnect. In that also means, like you said, you watch Netflix. Okay, that's good. But a lot of times they'll lay down in bed and they'll start out, they'll go on social media. Well, I'm I'm a little guilty because I have done that, and then as soon as I, oh my, I, tr- I literally turn the phone on airplane mode and turn it off. Yeah, and just, you need to disconnect. You have to. Yeah, you because otherwise to. you'll get the notifications. Yes. And you'll start looking at them because you're like, oh, somebody posted this. So you'll start you'll looking, go looking at that. And then your brain starts moving again. And you need that time just to rest and disconnect. And that'll definitely help with the anxiety and stress. Oh, wow. So, okay. you know, getting back into a routine. I know that, you know, for, for your district, school starts in a week. The 26th. So this is the perfect t- 26. So this is the perfect time. Week to start to, going to bed early. Yes, go to bed early. Get yourself in a routine of going to bed early. And getting up early. And getting up early. There because yes. then you can go to bed early. If you get up you're early, tired. Early. Yes. yes. Like, I, we got up today at 545 and, I, yeah. you know, had to get You're some stuff. Go to bed early I'm going to go to bed early today. And I still have things to do, but they're just going to have to roll over till tomorrow. Exactly. So, so, but it's, and it's harder because I know as, when I was working for corporate, you have to get up early, get yourself together. If right. you're a single mom, I've been in those shoes. So mm-hmm. you've got that, put your hair and makeup on, get the clean, you know, lunches packed, maybe take the dog out. So by the time you're out the door, you know, the parent, yeah. we having, we have our own anxiety to deal with. Yes. Definitely. So is there any tips that you can share for the parents to make besides going to bed early? Oh yeah, definitely. And not um, drinking wine. Cause we get drink wine at night. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a beer. It's okay. it's okay to have a glass, a glass of wine, of wine have but, a whole bottle, but, but you can have a glass of wine. <laughs> the evening yeah to yeah, yeah. or but, go running you know, as a parent if you think about it um and and obviously if you're having anxiety about your children going back to school mm-hmm. you're involved you you care about your children you you want the best for them you want you right know, for them to be safe wherever they're at 
And I'm sure all parents want that. But if you're thinking about it and you're actually listening to this podcast, you probably have some sense of, of wanting something great for your kids. Um, you know, also same thing, going to bed early, but at the same time, do something for yourself that keeps you balanced. You know, we've talked about that, you and I. It's so hard, but Running yes. Running is a therapy They're of mine. You it's run. A yes, you're right. So it's in painting. You, you express paint. yourself through painting. Mm-hmm. Do something that you like that doesn't necessarily involve your children because you mm-hmm. have to do something for yourself a lot of times. You know, whether it's running or painting or watching Netflix, something. That Even doing your own mind. fingernails. I've done that. Exactly. Like, I just, yeah, yeah, just go do my own nails. I was but you're an artist. Them. I kind of make yeah, a yeah. out of Yeah, yeah, look, nails, yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, something that makes you feel calm, you know, something that, that mm. you just enjoy doing yourself. Yes, you're a parent, you're busy doing parent things, you're busy living your life around your kids a lot. Even of if it's 15 minutes, yes. because 15 minutes. Um, there's something, I don't know if I can do this, suggested, but like um, taking the actual app off the phone. Yes. Like removing Instagram app, removing Facebook app or, t- or Twitter, because those are my top three. Yeah. And then you upload them again. Your stuff's still going to be there. Exactly. It's not going to go away. Life you will, goes on. Life goes on. Yeah. You will not delete all your friends if you just remove right. the app, because once you bring the ba- app back up, it's... It's a habit. It's you just there. You press the, the app. I'm guilty it, of it. Yeah. So, so I literally I. have actually have to down, un, not download, but unload or unload. remove uh, it. Or remove. Right. Remove it. Right. And it's gone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you'll realize how much you were on it. And you realize how much time you have to do other things like running. Oh, or, or anything. Or, yeah, or cleaning anything. or doing anything. Cleaning. Exactly. So you're saying sleep. Um, what else can you suggest for the kids this week to... For the students, oh, going back to getting prepared. You know, there's a lot of anxiety. You know, are kids going to like me? Are they going to say things about me? You know, it takes a long time. And I know we always tell kids, oh, it doesn't matter what people say. But the truth is, they do care. We care. Even as adults, we care what people say about us. It's the way we respond to things that, that, you know, help us be able to cope with things better. So talking with your kids about, you know, if this happens, if somebody comes up to you and tells you this, you know, practicing, what would your response be? You know, right, right. If somebody says that you're ugly, it doesn't mean you're ugly. It just means that they're being mean to you. They're right. treating you a certain way. So, you know, giving them that, the tools that they need, like you said, the, the, the word, toolbox. The, the toolbox. It's yeah, like, how and, yeah, how to, really? So, you know, doing that, book. talking to them, um, you know, just giving them tools, tools school, to navigate through tools. life. Yes, the school exactly. tools. Social school tools to navigate. So next book, me life. and Laura are gonna write the school. <laughs> Tools, we'll write it together. The bullshit school. To, yes. Yes, because um, everybody needs it. And you know what? You can apply that same toolbox to adults in the workforce. To adults. Yeah, there could be one for life. kids, and there could be one for adults. Yeah. And they're probably gonna look a lot alike because yeah. we're all dealing with the same uh-huh. shit that's going on every single day. Every so, single day. So we just need to do that. You know, think about what you would say, you know, practice it with yourself and then talk to your child mm-hmm. about it and say, you know, if somebody comes up to you and this, has mm-hmm. this ever happened to you? Just like you have the conversations with your son yeah. at home. I do the same thing. Whenever I'm in the car, those are great times to talk. Oh yeah. How you was know, your day? You have a captive audience at that time, right? They're right. not going anywhere. <laughs> so, you know, just talk to them. And it's funny because he really started doing that uh-huh. fifth grade. Third, fourth... Okay, and we're back with part two with Laura Ramirez, who's talking about school counseling and how how to prepare your kid this week, because this is the week school starts. Right. And so we're talking about anxiety and how to help them, I guess just, what is it this week? 
And even if you, just by you saying, you know, school starts this week, it kind of like gave me anxiety, <laughs> which is weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah, and I'm 45 years You're old. You're like, I'm going back to school. So Can you imagine perfect. little kids? Yeah. I mean, because think about this. Educators, we get anxiety too going back to school you know we don't want to i never even thought of that because yeah. everybody looks all when you walk down the hall everybody has their coffee mug they look yeah. all put together and i'm like <gasps> yeah no a lot of and that's definitely a, an anxiety for anybody starting school from you know the principal of the school to the so, so give me the lowdown on this doesn't it take at least a month to get into the vibe of like okay we're in school now it's coming is it 30 days 60 days you know, i actually think now it's kind of you got to move a little bit faster because there's so much to teach so much curriculum going on and, and with the and testing yes. so it's when I first started teaching, which was 20 years ago, it was, it probably took us about a month to get, you know, into acclimated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to teach classroom rules and kids had to learn how to walk, going from lunch and all that. Now it's, it's, you've given about two days. What? <laughs> yeah. Two days to get into the swing of things. Uh, actually, you should start from day one, which is, you know, because there's so much curriculum jam packed into a, a period of 178 days of school that you have to teach yes. and they have to be able to be ready to go on to the next phase of, you know, whatever the next year brings. So it's, it's pretty like, it's pretty, it's sped up a lot. It is crazy. Yeah. And it's so, it's so crazy how fast this year has gone by. Cause I know Labor Day is mm-hmm. coming up, which is yeah. going to be September 4th. I think it's the think first so. Monday. So going to school starts the 26th. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go for five days right. and then they're going to have that three day weekend. Right. And then they they're going to go back. back. And then that, that jacks them up. Cause it you does. know, people stay, they go that last trip out of town yes. or whatever. And so, yeah. Oh my and God. And the other crazy part is a lot of students aren't actually going to even come back until after Labor Day. Yeah, I know. I thought about that too. I was like, they'll miss the whole week. They'll miss a whole week and they'll come back after Labor Day because they were in another country and they thought school didn't start till after Labor Day because originally it does. Yeah. It's an excuse. But um, they sometimes they're just like, oh, well, I thought it started at this time, or I was going by this school district starting time. Oh, and they please! Started two weeks they, later. Know. Yeah. they know, they know, exactly. they know. Exactly. So they'll come back after Labor Day after having the super long summer, <laughs> and school starts for them. So wow. think about it as a teacher, you have to go back and reteach, or, or kind you of to catch up that one yes. kid, or the group of kids that came into your class. You have to catch them up because they can't miss what you already taught. So yeah, being a teacher is it, it can cause it's a lot hard. of frustration. It's hard. My my mother-in-law yeah. was a teacher for 37 years, wow. 17 in the same classroom. She taught third grade, wow. and uh, she finally retired because she's in her 70s now. But right. she said she knew retirement was when she had to call the police on a third grader. Yeah, that happens. And I'm like the fuck yeah. a third grader and you're having to call the police on a third grader right. um she also got hazard pay because she was working in a high crime area mm-hmm. so they gave her extra money i guess to work in that to area, work in that yeah. area um i asked her if she would ever go back of course she's too, too old to right. do it she didn't have the patience or the time but it's different it is it's totally different and you know just being in education even the past 20 years everything's everything's changed changed oh, a lot gosh, yeah. so it's a different world it is there. a different world yeah. so now that we but, know oh go ahead you I'm were sorry, talking about your back to anxiety yes um, uh, you know like i said everyone struggles from anxiety even the teachers even the teachers you know is even even teaching for 20 plus years even i'm sure your your mother-in-law could go yeah. back and say even her 36 year of teaching even just saying the first day of school even just those words oh cause, gosh like, anxiety and, and thoughts of 
am I ready for the first day of school? Am I ready to go back? No. yourself to getting up early. And how much coffee do you drink more in the morning? Because it's like, oh my God. You need a venti Starbucks. You know, when you go back, as opposed to, you know, getting your taller grande, you need a venti. You need a big, (laughs) big ass. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's like caffeine queen. So, you know, just some of those tips of, you know, parents, as you mentioned before, even if the parent isn't an educator, they they go through these anxieties of, is everything going to be okay for my child this year? Are they going to have a good teacher? Are they going to like their teachers? I'm sure you think about that. Well, some years we've had where we've had some teachers that weren't the best. Right. And I remember just telling my kid, some years you're going to have teachers that suck. And then some years you have teachers that you're just going to adore. adore. Yeah. And he, he we, we look back now, he's got some that he loved to death. And it's just the way it goes. And, you know, it's just like with everything else in life, if you have somebody that, you know, you probably don't want to be in their class, take it as a lesson. You know, oh, yeah. Well, in college, yeah. I've had some professors oh, yeah. that were, you know, just stupid exactly. people. And then I had some t- teachers that were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just how it is. Yeah. So the struggles make you stronger sometimes. How do you, um, do you have any advice on how to handle the depression? Because they're two separate things or explain to people actually, because you're a counselor, Mm -hmm. the difference between anxiety and depression and then how are they connected? Because they are. Well, anxiety is, you know, the, the physical manifestations of it could, and it could be depression. It could be other, you know, mental disorders or mental, uh, yeah, mental disorder. So it, it can manifest itself in different ways. Anxiety is usually the physical manifestation of either depression or PTSD or any type mm-hmm. of other, you know, mm-hmm. bipolar issues, uh, which is now called manic depression. But um, that's what anxiety is, because you know the anxiety it can it can hinder your breathing, it can cause, as you mentioned before, stomach pains mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. wanting to vomit or actually. Vomiting. It's a physical thing. Yes. It's a pseudo, what's that word? Pseudo, no, 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 no. When something affects you psychologically and then you physically get sick, there is a word for that and it's going to come to me. No, it's going to come to me before this podcast. Um, cause it's, it's a psychological word yes. and it's, um, oh God, it's going to come to me now. Sorry guys. Yeah, we'll have to get me, back to that let word. Let know when, okay. when you find it because I want to know what it is. But yes, definitely, you know, that's what you'll see in anxiety. Psychosomatic. Psycho- yes. Hello. Bing, bing, bing. Yes. Ding, ding, and ding. that's what it is. Yes. Right. Psychosomatic. So yes. That is a tough one. So if you think about it, that's anxiety. Depression, on the other hand, it can be, it can be very difficult to spot. You don't necessarily have, you know, the anxious tendencies where you're just, you're speaking very fast or you have the shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. Um, depression can, ma- can come out in many different ways. You know, you mm-hmm. sleep more. Mm-hmm. You uh, oh. to excuse me, I got a candle no, burning. Okay. I think that was my. Candle I can smell it too. So if you think about it, you know, depression is just—it's different. You know, I've mm-hmm. I, and I've shared this with you too. Mm-hmm. I've suffered from depression. Same here. It just—it's different. It's different for everyone. Um, but just the fact really that you it. have recognized it. Yes. Some people don't, or they are in denial. Exactly. And it comes out in, in anger. Mm-hmm. It comes out in, in, you know, being angry with others. Mm-hmm. So it just, it manifests itself in different ways and it's not always visible. Like you can go out through your whole day, put a smile on your face and nobody will ever know anything's wrong with you. Right. You know, we deal with that with students as well. So you have to be able to look for changes. I read an article where um, people who do have depression and or anxiety, you know, I call them broken people working because you go to work, you got to go to work, you got to pay bills. And so you put on that smile and it takes so much energy to 
look quote normal. So by the time you get home, you're drained and you are so tired because all day you had the other person click on or the better whatever you had to do to make it through the day. So that's where you see somebody who sleeps more. Yes. And you're like, oh my God, why are you sleeping so much? Because it takes so much energy to get through the day. It does. It takes a lot of energy and, and it's more like you're on stage when you're at work or you're out in the in a social you know settings. You're on stage, you're showing everybody that everything's great. I have a, a mask on that's saying that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm well, but inside you're not. And like you said, only you know when you go to bed that you can't get out of bed that morning. You know, oh, you're yeah. You're really struggling. It, it physically hurts right. to get yourself out of bed. You know, for myself, when I know I have my, when they, I have my triggers and I know, um, I will tell my family I'm in a funk. Now, I'm not suicidal, but right. I'm in a funk and I don't know how or why. Just bear with me. And so at least I let them know that versus I'm chopping the onions real fast and I'm snapping and I'm like really, you know, just barking at everything, knowing something's, you know, and so I, that's where I have to go back and figure out what, what was it that's triggering that? Um, is that good to do? Is that something that's healthy? I mean, definitely go back and see, you know, just, and and you did it because you were aware of what what was taking place. Yes. If you're not aware, there's no way you're ever going to be able to do that. No, But definitely. Like you said, being aware of it and going back to see what was the trigger that caused this situation to take place or Mm -hmm. this to, to get, you know, to become a bigger issue. And, you know, going back to what we can do about it. I'm a firm believer in practicing mindfulness. Uh, mm-hmm. mindfulness, meditation, because I, I believe that the root factor for a lot of depression, keep going. I got to get this. One no, no problem. So I believe that one of the root factors for depression is the fact that we are trying to juggle so much at one time where we have all these balls in the air and we're trying to keep them all in the air. And in doing so we lose our, we lose sleep. We become, I guess, remnants of really who we are. So in order to, to get back on track, we have to be mindful of this of what we're doing. Mindfulness is really just the act of being mindful and being present in the moment. Exactly. So for example, here, I could actually be thinking about a laundry list of things I have to do when mm-hmm. I get home mm-hmm. or a laundry list of things I have to do when I go to work tomorrow. But if you're mindful and you're just living in the moment, like I'm sitting here you're with right you now at, this at table. 345 yes. on Sunday, August, whatever today is, the 18th, yeah, I mean, 18th, 18th or 19th, okay. Because that's all we have is this yes. moment. I yes. yes, and that's what mindfulness is. And I'm a huge. I'm the biggest violator of mindfulness because, and, and we do this all the time. We get on our phones. We start making these phone calls. We start thinking, okay, I forgot to do this. I forgot to turn this off. I forgot to call this person. And before you know it, we're drained. We're completely drained, and we have not, like you said, it's just this moment. This is the present. You know. Um, Back to you, the podcast that you have, mm-hmm. and I was a guest. I don't know how it came up, but I remember I said something. Yes. In one day, we meet more people yes, you did. than we could ever meet. I mean, let me back up. In one day, whether it's social media or through our phone, we'll meet more people and learn more information than our grandparents took a whole year. Exactly. So we get bombarded with that. Yes. Little kids, too, yes. at school. They do. They they have, you know, Instagram accounts. They have Facebook accounts. They have Twitter accounts. They have Snapchat. I don't even know how to use Snapchat, but it's yeah, very popular. Here. My kids use it, but I don't know how to use it. 
but they have all that. They have so much more than what we had as children. You know, we could go outside and play, make mud pies, and, right, and right. just run around. You know, our, our kid, my, my kid still does that That's with the neighbor. They'll have water yeah. gun fights, yeah. but they also do play video games with so each other. Mine. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a great way to connect. You you connect with people you've never even met playing a video game. I know. So if you think about it, it's it's a different world. And because of that, I believe we're seeing so much more depression and anxiety. So if we if we all just took some time to practice mindfulness and living in the moment that we're in right now, mm-hmm. we'd clear our head of everything else and just live. Because we do. In, in a few hours, this is going to be a memory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And all I have is the memory as opposed to if I just gave my 100% attention to it, right now. I would get so much more out of it. And you know, that's funny you mentioned that because for me, I don't, some people may disagree. I don't think there is such a thing as balance. Mm-hmm. There is such a thing as just being in the moment. Mm-hmm. So if I'm here, I'm here with you. We're, right. we're here. Then when I get in my car and I go with my family and I'm going to cook dinner, I'm there. I can't be thinking about it then. Exactly. You can't be so... The balance part is as a working mom. You're guilty if you're a stay-at-home mom because you're not making enough money or you're guilty because I'm at work and I miss my kid's baseball game. Exactly. And so it's just, it's you know, we have to give ourselves... Prioritize. You have to give yourself priorities too. This is challenging. Yeah. Like have a calendar, you know, map out what Mm -hmm. you're going to do and... And And say no more. Yes. Exactly. Mm. It's hard. It can be hard to do. But once you start doing it, you realize it's, it's freedom. Yeah, because there's only 178 hours in a, exactly. or is it 163 hours in a week? That sounds about right. I think it's 163 yeah. hours in a week. Yeah. So, so what you, are you going to do with those hours? Right. That's where, you know, the balance comes in and being mindful of the time that you do schedule to do certain things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, and that's something I'm hoping, you know, to, to bring out to the school this year is, is having that mindfulness, doing some mindfulness trainings with some groups of students to see, mm-hmm. you know, it's also research to see if it's going to change their academics, if it's going to change their outlook on life. You know, I was reading an article, too, that um, I forgot what school was up north where um, the kids that had to stay in detention, mm-hmm. they actually brought mats and made them lay down. Instead of just saying, go sit in the corner right. and think about what you did, well, what the fuck? That doesn't solve the problem. Right. If you can teach someone that they're responsible for their response mm-hmm. by controlling, you know, the mind... If, if, you have to control it. Sometimes it controls you. Mm-hmm, but they would lay down and they would just be on the mat. I don't know what teacher, I don't know if it was yoga, but I thought about that. Why don't we have that in our schools? I think that would be great, you know, to, to do with the students as long as, you know, you do it for a certain purpose like that. I think it's great. Because you're right, those are yoga moves. If you think about it, when you go and you take, um, and I'm going to lose my, my word on, wording on this, but if you go and take, for example, restorative nidra classes, Okay. You, they teach you really to lay there and just clear your mind. But it's so hard because your mind's going. It's like all these making lists. Yes. Happen, and then you realize maybe I should get up and go do what's on my list. But you know what I have to do? I'll find a spot on the wall and just stare at it and just look at that one little spot on the wall because I, I, me too. I just start going. I do that all the time too. So we just need to to be more, you know, in this technological age and where, like you said, we meet more people in one day Mm -hmm. than our grandparents met all year, in their Their whole year. Exactly. So if you think about that, we need to slow down a little bit. A lot of it sometimes. Yeah, yeah a lot of yeah. it is a good way to put it. Yeah. There's days when, um, and I did it more this last two weeks, just no social media. And then I go back and there's hundreds 
of response. I can't reply. Right. And it's just, well, I just can't leave it alone. Yeah. And I'll get a message. Hey, did you see my, no, I didn't see my post. I'm sorry. It just, you know. I had other things, I had to, other things to do. Yeah. It's called life. I was living. I was living. I was not, yeah. So So definitely some, you know, doing some mindfulness, uh, being mindful of mindfulness, you know, being in the moment. Definitely living So is there life. a mindful class that's going to be allowed to be taught or is that something you you could work it's on? Not, it's definitely not in the curriculum. It's it's part of counseling. It's a, it's something we can, it's a tool that we can use for counseling. Uh, whether okay. it's been used or not, right now at the, the campus probably not but it's definitely something that mm. would be beneficial and it would be great you know to do it with a group of students some students that may have been referred to me for specifically because they're struggling with depression and they've already been diagnosed with it uh, or students that are just having difficult time a difficult time you know making better choices we have a lot of students like that they get referred to me because they make bad choices so here's a question mm-hmm. you're gonna love this who taught us how to learn oh wow that's a good question yeah that's a deep one yeah that is very i was high deep. when i was thinking about that but that's because hey. i do smoke occasionally <laughs> um for me that's what marijuana does to me it helps a little bit of my anxiety and it, i just do it enough to help my and i had gotten it from in colorado um but who taught us how to learn right you know yeah where did you and, and a lot of times i think that it's you know, you can love to learn and you can hate to learn. It's just, mm. you know, which, where, where was your, your, I guess your foundation? We always talk about that, like child right. development. Right, if right, your right. foundation was positive, chances are you're going to love to learn. Right. If it was negative, you're probably not going to like, like to, to learn. learn. And, you know, you have that choice as an adult. You can choose to love it or not. And then there's, I read too, there's like a, a, a there's a, there's a tactile, an audio, and a visual. So some people, some people can sit in the back of the classroom, have their arms folded, yeah. and you don't think they're paying attention, but they are because they're 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 audio, they're audio, and they just that's how they learn through the ears. They don't even have to take notes. They're just that's how they are. And then you have exactly. the visual person who has to see yeah. it done. And then me, I'm a note taker, which is, and I'm all three, yeah. which is hard because you have to have your hands on I'm a hands on yeah and, and I'm the same way I'm the same as you I have to take notes I have, but I have to see it because I'm uh-huh. visual and hear it and then I have to hear it so that and that's another but that's step. just the wiring you know the way that's we were a, born yeah. Yeah, oh that's wow that's the way we are because if you think about it I took one class when you know way back in the 90s with my husband when we were both going to college before we got married I took one class with him and he didn't take a single note. Ugh. And it drove me crazy because I'm like, are you paying attention? Are you listening? And it turns out he got a better grade in the class than I did. But he's he's an auditory learner. Yep. He doesn't have to yeah. you know, take notes. He just sits there, listens, processes it. And he did better than I did. And it drove me crazy. But that was just crazy. the way he learned. That's the way he's wired. Everybody's wired differently. Just like your husband's wired differently. Oh, absolutely. Just work. work, right. And yeah. so, wow. Yeah, so it just... It's, I hope this helps people who are listening when they start thinking about how their kid learns. I and hope so too. And even it as a grown-up, because you don't even... If you start a new job mm-hmm. and you're given, here's the human resources book, and then here's the rules, and you're like... Uh, and you got to learn how to do the new Salesforce, you know, programming and the CRM and the, oh, gosh, you know... Everybody learns differently, and management may, may or may not know. Exactly. You're, you're exactly right. Some people don't know. They just think, oh, well, this other person learned this way, so I'm going to teach them the same way. But that person doesn't pick up 
that same way. You're yeah. exactly right. Like, I need to take notes. If I'm going to be talking. Yeah, y'all don't know, but we're taking notes. Yeah. She's got her notepad. <laughs> I got my notepad. But I'm just these little circles and stuff. But, yeah, we are, we're definitely note takers, so that would help. Um, so where would we leave off about for school with the tools for... Okay, so going back to that, mindfulness is mm-hmm. definitely a tool. Uh, meditation, they, they kind of go hand in hand, mm-hmm. but at the same time, meditation, it's intentional. You have to set time aside to meditate. And I know some people think, oh, well, I'm not Buddhist or whatever the case is, but it's not about that. Meditation is just about clearing your mind. You have to disconnect from everything. And it can even be for... I always tell people, meditate for a minute. 60 seconds is not going to kill you. So we, this is exactly what we talked about this morning. So for me, I have a two minute, when I hear the alarm, mm-hmm. uh, I lay there in bed and I started doing this literally two weeks ago. Okay. Thank you bed for keeping me warm and my blankets, you know, thank you pillow for my head. Thank you pajamas. Just thanking the weirdest shit. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Toothpaste. I'm going to brush my teeth and I'm like, thank you for coffee. Then I'm about to go drink and I get out of bed and I start really trying to visualize my day, how I would like it to be. Right. Is that meditation? Kind of. What you're practicing <laughs> is, is gratitude. Ah. And, but you know what? Gratitude brings joy. Okay. So you're, so you're there's on the right track. Mindfulness. Mindfulness is gratitude. Okay, so that yeah. was totally different. You're actually doing a, like a gratitude, a two minute gratitude session, which is great. Everybody needs to do that. You need to be thankful for at least three things a day, at least, because that will help you with joy. Mm-hmm. And you want, who doesn't want joy? You want to just live your life, and no matter if the shittiest thing happens to you, you want to have that joy. You do. Yeah. Even in the, even in the mucky muck, in the fuckiest yeah, fuck, exactly. the fuckity fuck, you got to have so, it. Yeah. What you're doing is, is gratitude. It's, a, it's like a, a time oh. of gratitude, which is awesome. Okay. Meditation is actually a time where you really think of nothing, mm. and that's hard. I can't do that. It, you, I can. <laughs> if I was asleep, I could do it. Right. Well, if you, wow. what you should do is set a timer, even 30 seconds. It's hard. At first, it's so difficult. But what you do is, like anything, like with running, it's endurance. It's an exactly. endurance training. You start off with being able to not run, to running a mile, to running two miles, running right, three miles. Yeah. Same thing with meditation. And I always tell people, start off a minute. Put a timer on for 60 seconds and just sit there. And you will see huge changes in, in your day because you're calmer. I do know when I'm about to blow up or have a knee-jerk knee reaction, I two or three breaths, like deep breaths. Mm-hmm. And that, that too. So when you're meditating, that helps a lot. breathing, being, and that, that's what's really helped me meditate because I'm like you. I have a million and one things going on in my head mm-hmm. and I want to write everything down and I want to do everything and I want to be out there and I should be running and I should be, but you have to take that time to just meditate and what really mm. is a is a great way to meditate is to focus on your breathing so you clear your mind by mm-hmm. just focusing on the inhale and the exhale. and the exhale and that really trains you to clear your if you're focusing on the inhale you're bringing exhale, oxygen into your head into your blood oxygen, cells mm-hmm. your the breathing calms your your thinking your thought process so you're just breathing in breathing out but as you follow your breath you clear everything else out of your mind. Think about it. You can't focus on your breathing, the inhale and the exhale, and still be thinking about, oh, I have to be here at 2 o'clock this afternoon. You're not. It, it's just No, your, mind your body doesn't operate. It doesn't. So no. focus on your breath. Focus I'm actually breathing inhale, right now. Yeah. And the exhale. Mm-hmm. And the breathing, see, breath is life. Breath brings balance. So, and that's why whenever you're having an, uh, starting to have a panic attack mm-hmm. or an anxiety attack, you focus on your breathing because if you focus on that, you can't focus on the anxiety True. and the attack. So... 
aside from your gratitude, yeah, so the keep breathing. the gratitude. I like that meditation. though. I started doing. That. So what's I always tell people the the most important breath is not the first one; it's the next one. Right. It's the because next one. Because you're gonna focus on it. The first one, you don't really know what that you're doing it. No, but you need the next one because right. you need to live. But I mean, yes. it's really interesting how that works. And also read. I read a lot. Um, we're very shallow breathers. Yes. Exactly, like, which is what causes panic attacks. So if you're in the car right now, I want you to breathe in and breathe out or around and be walking, but it does help you. It helps it you does. a lot. People don't realize that when you don't, you know, blow up and you're not a jerk, you know, exactly. or somebody. And you know, people always say, well, before this happens, take a breath. And you're like, yeah, I, used to, I used to be that person. I was like, a breath isn't going to do anything for me. I'm just going to, you know, tell them like it is and that's the way it's going to be. But... You know, over time, I've practiced, I've started doing meditation. You can now. still tell them like it is in a really calm way. Exactly. And I get, that's, that's, that's I love to yeah. tell somebody in very short amount of words to go fuck yourself. But exactly. it's very, it's almost like you told them and they didn't catch it, but you, but they know. Yeah. It's kind of like you just give them a job, but they didn't realize it until later. You later, like, like yeah, Laura, Laura just told me to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a nice way. She in a nice, that I actually liked it. I like, like it. I think, oh, yeah. Isn't yes. that weird? Yes. That's that's it's that's empowering. smart. It's very it's empowering, empowering because you're not when you're angry and you're not really thinking mm-hmm. about what you're saying because you haven't had that meditation time. Mm-hmm. You can say stupid things and sound very very dumb. Absolutely. But if you've had that time to reflect and you've had that meditation time mm-hmm. and you you're in control. When you're in control, you can say a lot and do a lot and be very eloquent in what you're doing. True. So that's, that's you got <gasps> We got to put together some type of school tools, no bullshit rules, or I don't know, something. This is just, this has got to be a little type of pamphlet or manual or, or something um, for kids to handle the anxiety. I didn't realize now because now I have a kid going into middle school mm-hmm. and it's 2019. It's not 19, you know. 96 or 19 yeah. well you know my last one he's you know 1997 yeah. or 1996 change of so, so much you know you yeah i worry now, and now with these school shootings and things like that there's even more and that we didn't even touch on that but that's a whole different oh, level you're gonna have to come back i will i would I love to that. because i know um one of the topics um for me, that blew me blew me away. I'll never forget. In third grade, I asked my senior house, "How was school?" But I always say, "How was school? What did what you like the most today, and what did you like the least?" We had practice, mm-hmm. uh, attack practice, or something about this. Like, there's a shelter. We do different. What's uh, it called? Drills. We do shelter in place drill. We do uh, the deck and cover drill. Yes, the deck them, and cover. Some of them are for weather related. You know, I mean, we live yeah, in, yeah. in a place where a tornado can strike at any True. minute. True. Uh, but at the same time, we also have to do shelter in place where you cover the doors and you turn off the lights and, and, and it's a scary world we live in. We did not have those when you and I were in high school. No. So if you threw some rock at someone's head, they threw a rock back and you ran and that was it. And exactly. it was, it was over. Exactly. Now, now it's and like, you know, thinking about that, <laughs> you know, my, I have a 20 year old, as I mentioned before, and she works at Memorial city mall. Oh, the incident that they happened. We had the incident. She happened to be working at that time. What does she do? Or she working? She works at Macy's. She does. Uh, she's a. She does cosmetics. She's okay. a cosmetologist, so she does makeup. She loves makeup. That's her thing. So she was at work that day, and she had to shelter in place at the- in a break room at Macy's. And when she called me, she called me from the break room and. At first, I kind of panicked, but deep down inside, I knew it was going to be okay. Like, I was okay. And I stayed with her, and I talked to her for a little bit. 
and you know we've been talking about it for the past several days and she's okay like she's been doing okay because obviously she's resilient maybe all the tough love helped the her. tough love she got but, tough mama yeah but she you know that was difficult and she's a 20 year old you know it was difficult for her to be in a break room for 45 minutes to an hour but with they didn't know what was, nobody knew what was going knew on what was going on it was more of the chaos and the not knowing so for the people who are listening because there's not people i mean this is goes all over the place okay. what happened um at memorial city mall oh i'm sorry so they had a, a false alarm uh, i think there was a rumor it spread like wildfire fire that there was an active shooter at the mall and people were running it was more of a of a just a chaotic this was not this past sunday but the previous sunday actually it was past sunday wasn't it well today's sunday okay so it was last week last week last Mm -hmm. sunday last week so the the, it spread like wildfire that there was a a mass shoot or that there was a shooter at the mall and people i mean it was on the news people just ran and they left their and this was right after the el paso incident and and walmart yeah so of course it spread mass panic and going back to ptsd people are now struggling with ptsd because granted it was a false alarm but people had to shelter in place they had to think Mm -hmm. is my life going to be over today because Mm -hmm. of the incidents that have taken place so we're going to see that. You know, it's so funny. There was something I was watching on YouTube. Uh, it was this, a woman, I forgot her name, but she does a lot of kickboxing. And mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's, I was just talking about why she tries to stay physically fit. And she was saying, you have to prepare your, 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 it's your body that's actually stronger than the mind. It, right. You think it's the opposite, but it's physically, like you have to prepare for life physically. So for those people who think, oh my God, you know, you're always running or always talking about what, it's almost like you've got to get ready for that next thing that's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, hey, your dad passed away. Well, I'm strong enough to, it's going to hurt, yes, but I'm not going to fall apart and crumble. And, right. you know, so it's almost like this thing, like you're constantly having to be a warrior. Yeah. In, in this world that we live in. Yeah. And and like you said, more more of a reason for you to be physically and you know, mm-hmm. fit or in shape. No, I mean, I'm not like yeah. a triathlete or anything like that, but just to the best of my ability hey. that I can, you know, um, speaking of PTSD, um, when did it rain? Really bad. I think it was in July. We had some bad rain. We had some really, really bad weather. Did I tell yeah. you about it? No. Did I tell you? Okay, so we're laying in bed, my husband and I, and we're just hearing the rain, and it's like, he, he goes, hey, I'm thinking about Harvey. We did talk about the weather at the, on the podcast. Yes, you mentioned it, but go ahead and that talk about it. That freaked me out. That's the first yes, time he's ever, because he's a real strong, he's the guy that you would want to have in, in a chaotic situation. Mm-hmm. He would be that calm My guy. My husband's the same way. Very yeah, calm, very calm. Like, level-headed, yeah. Um, but he said, hey, you know, that it just triggered that PTSD, mm-hmm. the rain, the flooding, and I was talking to my neighbors the next morning. There's a lot of people here in Houston that have PTSD from yes. the flood. A lot. Yeah, a lot of and none of us went to go get therapy. No, you're right. And so we're walking around with that. Yeah, and we don't think about it till we hear the thunder. And then, you know, and I don't know if you do this, but I do this. I'm like, if I have to drive across town, I'm not going. Because I don't know if I'm going to get stuck. Yes. And I'm the same way. PTSD too. I won't leave. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to stay home. Yeah, it's raining. You know what? I'm just going to cancel. I've done that. <laughs> and then I have a fear of rain driving. And there is a phobia for that. I looked it up. So, I mean, sprinkles, no problem. But when I can't see... Yes. Because you're blind. You're blinded by the rain. I pull over and I'll sit in a McDonald's or somewhere or, or Exxon, Chevron, and I will just wait till the rain is gone. Cause, I'm the same way. So, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Well, I loved loved having you here, and I you're going to be here. Thank oh, you for me. we're going to want you back, especially as a school counselor, because this is a topic that can be talked about throughout the year, okay. um, especially like right after or before the holidays. You Sounds know, great. when kids are off for a week or getting out of the routine three weeks yes yeah. and then you know how to wrap that up but where can do you have anything where people can follow you it's because in vida or just where do you, wherever people did you want to be reached at or if you don't <laughs> wow okay i hadn't even thought about it oh. well um let's see i had kind of started a blog but i didn't that's uh, okay so maybe i'll start that but i'm at uh the lauraramirez.net that's my website for the okay blog, and it links you to the blog but aside from that, I do uh, co-host a podcast that yes. comes out weekly. And yes. It's called Casa y Vida. Uh, it used to be Casa y Vida Houston, but now it's Casa y Vida. Uh, I think it's just Casa y Vida. We just dropped the other part because right. we're reaching out to anybody. You know, we're going to. And you're still doing that while you're teaching or while you're in counseling or in school? Or is this going to be? We taped a lot of our episodes in July, so we're going to have to set up some new ones now that I'm back at work. Yeah. Because I wasn't working in July. But yes, we're, we're definitely setting those up. Hopefully, we're doing some in the evenings, weekends, too. Uh, so we're looking forward to that because we are spotlighting, like I said, uh, authors and, mm-hmm. and artists and local authors and artists, also statewide local artists. And anybody who's just in involved with the Latino community as a whole. Mm-hmm. So we've had organizations that are uh, Latino-based organizations that are helping. Do they have a website? The Casa, Casa y Vida? Vida. It's, I believe, you can follow us on any social media. I'll, I'll have it all posted on, on Instagram and Facebook where they can reach you. And yes, so. it, but definitely uh, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and it's Casa y Vida. And you can just look it up that way. And then our podcast is also on I. Apple podcast and also Google podcast. Okay, cool. Those those two. Yeah, same here. Well, I thank you so much. This was really, I now I'm really going to start thinking more. So I've been doing gratitude, but I need to do more breathe while breathing. Yes. But the mindfulness, that's the, I thought I was being mindful. I was being grateful. (laughs) No, that's cool. You have to be grateful. And it's hard to be in a pissed off mood when you're being grateful. Like you can't be, you, yes. You can't be in a pissed off mood when you're when you're thinking about exactly. all, even the tiniest things. You right. know, you have whatever you, clothes on your back, so a roof over your head. A roof yeah. over your head. Is, is there some? Fri- is there food in the fridge? Is there sandwich meat? You know, all these exactly. are bills paid. Exactly. All right, girly. Well, I am. Thank you for listening, guys. This is Sharon Lee Zapata, the host, of course, of Middle Finger Happiness. Been listening to us, and appreciate you reaching um, or listening to us. If you have any questions. You can email me at middlefingerhappiness at gmail. Again, middlefingerhappiness at gmail. And the website is middlefingerhappiness.com, but it leads directly to my blog, which is the Bitchy Business Brief. So with that said, peace out. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later.